Welcome to the Prophetic Zone with Apostle Katrina Garrett, where she and her husband, Apostle Tommy Garrett, are the founders of God Kingdom Come Global Ministries in Panama City, Florida. Here is your host, Apostle Katrina Garrett. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Prophetic Zone. Thank you for tuning in right here on Good Deeds Radio Broadcast with the Prophetic Zone. I'm your host, Apostle Katrina Garrett, and we are so excited and blessed on this day. Um, this is Holy Week for a lot of people this week, so there are a lot of churches that are celebrating um, the coming uh, day of uh, Resurrection Day that we're getting ready to celebrate. So we thank the Lord that it is finished. He is risen, and he has gotten up with all power in his hands, and we are grateful and thankful for what God is doing in this hour. So I want to pray, and then we're going to go right into what the Spirit of the Lord wants to say to us here on the Prophetic Zone. Again, thank you for tuning in, and we are blessed and grateful for you listening. Um, and, and also, you can go back and check out Dr. Sunday, Renee Sunday. She is the um, founder of Good Deeds. And we thank God for her and her ministry, Good Deeds Media. Um, connect with her on Facebook for those of you that might be just tuning in for the first time um, because I've shared my flyer on my page. So if you um, are interested in becoming um, a partner with her, just uh, just friend her and she will gladly lead you from there. So, Father, we just thank you and we praise your holy name for what you're doing today. We just give you the glory right now, Jesus, and we ask that you have your way. We are so blessed and thankful for you, O oh God, and we just ask you to forgive us of our sins. We ask you, Lord, to remove all iniquity, all uh, sins and thought, word and deed, O oh God. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus that, Lord, you just lead us and continue to guide us through the rest of this week, O oh God. Father, we just ask you that you show us your goodness and your grace and your mercy shall endure forever. We thank you, Lord, that you are, Lord God, the great I am. You are the Prince of Peace. And, Lord, as you anoint my tongue to give forth a message on today, Lord, I ask that you anoint the ears of the hearers, that they may hear what the Spirit is saying unto this church, even in this hour, O oh God. We thank you. We praise you, O oh God. If anyone's in need of a healing, Lord, if anyone is in need of being delivered, oh God, we pray, Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, move like never before. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, oh Lord, that he is moving and he is active in the earth. And we pray right now that anybody who is in need, anybody who needs to be encouraged even right now, oh God, have your way. In the name of Jesus, we pray, pray by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I want to talk to you a little bit this morning about living uh, in the unseen. As we know, as I talked about um, last month, uh, month, uh, we are living in a season where we have got to really walk in a supernatural. We've really got to stay focused on the things that are unseen. We can't look at the things that we see now. You can't look at your circumstances. You can't look at what people are saying. We can't look at 
the negativity that's around us, but we must we must stay focused on the word of God. As we know, many are falling away from the Lord. The Bible says in the last days there will be a great falling away. And it's evident. We can see it. It's not even hidden anymore, but it's very evident that the, the, the direction that the church is going is very evident. So we must not think. We must not give up. We must not allow the things that we see cause our inward man to perish. Our outward man is supposed to perish, not our inward man. Y'all got to remember this. Y'all, gotta, y'all ain't hearing me. Your outward man is supposed to perish, not your inward man. Your outward man is the, is the flesh. That's supposed to perish because what's happening is many of us are allowing our circumstance, our situations to cause our inward man to begin to perish because we're feeding the outward man rather than feeding our inward man. You got to realize that even when a prophetic word has been spoken concerning you, and many of you that are listening now, many of you that will come back and listen to the broadcast later, many of you have received a prophetic word. Don't you realize that you you received a dimension of of an event that is futuristic that has not been has not taken place yet, but yet it's in a supernatural dimension of where your 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 your, your, your in, inward man has to catch up with the things of the spirit. And so we're living in a time where we have got to walk in the unseen. And I know that many of you probably say, well, we, we see that all the time, and, I, and I'm doing that. But no, we're not, because if we were really walking in the unseen, we would see a lot more miracles take place in the earth. Not saying miracles aren't taking place because God ain't stupid. He has people on the earth doing his work. And there are plenty of people who are moving in miracles that might not be televised, but it's still going on. God is still on the throne. Jesus is still moving. The Holy Spirit is still active in the earth. He's not dead. He's alive and well and with all power. He's moving. But we would see a lot more healings and, and miracles taking place and transformations in our communities, in our lives, in our families, and, and, and in our nations. We would see a lot more of a transformation taking place because we're living in this unseen world. I'm going to read to you First Corinthians chapter 4, starting at 16. It says, For which cause we faint not. But though the outward man perish, yet in the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction is which is but for a moment, working for us a more exceedingly and eternal weight of glory. While we look not to things which are seen, but as the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now let me say this to you. We're not just talking about materialistic stuff because, see, a lot of times when we talk about walking the unseen, first thing we want to start talking about is wealth, you know, prosperity. Don't get me wrong. God 
called us to walk as wealthy people. He called us to be prosperous. But we're talking about things that are eternal. Walking in the unseen, looking toward things which are not temporal, but looking toward things which are eternal. One of the things that you will understand is that as you begin to walk in this life and as you begin to grow and mature, everybody has been given some sort of gift in the earth, regardless if you say it or not. Because people, the church always hollering about dominating their gift, okay? You're dominating your gift, but so do sinners dominate their gift. There are people on the earth that are not saved that are dominating their gift. And what do you mean, Apostle? Well, they're, they're painters, they're artists, they're music um, artists, they're, they're bankers. They're, you, know, you have to be gifted to be able to be able to run a bank. You have to be gifted to be able to create some sort of art. You have to be able to, get to be able to play an instrument or to be able to write music. That's a gift. Why, church, are we so caught up on gifts rather than being caught up in walking in the spirit? Because there's a difference. Satan even, Satan knows gifts. And we must understand that it's not about us dominating gifts because dominating your gifts, gifts is temporal. That's what the Bible says, that above all, have charity. Why? Because the Lord says you can have a tongue, you can have a prophecy, but when, when Jesus comes back, your tongue and your prophecy is no longer needed. The gift that you carry to edify and build a kingdom is no longer needed when Christ returns because the gifts are really for edification and building up the, the kingdom of God. That's all it's for, is to build. But it doesn't give you assurance that your name is going to be written in the book of life. So what is, what, so what is he talking about walking in things unseen? He's talking about walking in integrity, carrying a character, Christ-like mind, that when you can walk through a storm, you can still hold integrity. When an enemy comes up against you, you can still walk in integrity. Job was a perfect example because Job was, there was a council in heaven, a court called in heaven. And don't y'all realize that we as prophetic people must have access to be called in the court of heaven. Because, see, Job went into the court, the, the, the enemy went into the court of heaven, and the devil is a false accuser of the brethren. And you'll find this in Revelation 5 and 10. He stands before the Lord accusing, falsely accusing the brethren day and night. What is he accusing us of? He's, a, he's trying to accuse us of not walking in the confidence of what the Spirit of the Lord has given us to do. We curse God by our unbelief. We curse God by our mumbling and complaining. We curse God by not moving forth in what he's called us to do. Sitting on a word, sitting on a promise, sitting on something, because we are allowing the things that we see put our inward man, causing our inward man to perish because of what people say, because of how people react. You know what? It's sad when Christians go through storms. We tend to hide or walk more shameful than the world. Because the first thing we think is that if we're in a storm, people are going to say we did something wrong. Do y'all not know the scripture does not, the scripture clearly says even when Jesus healed the man that was blind, they asked him what sin did the parents commit for this man to be blind? And Jesus said none. He said, but however it is for God to get the glory, don't you realize some of the storms, some of the, some of the trials that you are walking in, 
right now is for Jesus, for God to get the glory out your life. There's no sense in you walking with your head down, embarrassed or shameful. I'm sitting here telling you, I got two sons in prison. Just the other day, my third son posted a picture on a video on Facebook in handcuffs. I birthed, I have seven children, but I physically birthed four. And three of them are in chains. Third one just got out. But what I'm saying to you is, I came home from Bible study. Y'all ain't listening to me. My oldest son been in prison. This is the second time going down the road. Now, y'all got to understand my background. I wasn't raised in church. My children knew me when I was a heathen, and they know me as a woman of God. They got half and half, basically. For most of their life, as I raised them, I raised them in the world. They, I was 32 years old when I gave my life to Jesus Christ, and my children was almost teenaged at the time when I gave my life. So there are some things that the Lord has to do. There are some curses that has to be broken. That's why I have to walk in this unseen because people are talking and saying, how is it you can be a pastor and your own children locked up? The devil is a liar because, see, they grown. They made their own choice. Before they got the turn, before they turned 18 years old, they was introduced to Jesus. They was introduced to the Word of God, but they got to find them on their own, just like I had to meet the Lord for myself as an adult as well. But does that disqualify me because my children are locked up in jail? No, it don't, because you know why? Because I know that is, I'm not looking at the now. I'm looking at the end. When my older son got locked up the second time, the, now, now, well, my older son, he in the now, Okay. Then my third, son, my, 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 third, my fourth son, my baby boy, he just got sent to prison. I went before the Lord when he was telling me what all he was going on. He hired a lawyer from Tallahassee, hired a lawyer. And then the Holy Ghost told me, he said, he's going to have to go down that road. If you want me to save him, he's got to go down that road. The hardest thing to do for me as a mother was to go to my son and say, son, take them 18 months. Because he was trying to challenge the judge, the court system. But the Holy Ghost showed me, if he go before that judge and ask for a plea, that judge will give him the maximum of years that he wants to give him. So tell him to take the 18 months. Even with a hired lawyer, he still couldn't get off. And the hardest thing for me to do as a mother was to tell him to take the 18 months. You know why, saints? Because the Lord was showing me that I got to put him in this place. I got to put him in prison for a minute to, for it to be a place of refuge so I can minister to him because on these streets, he's listening to all sorts of voices, but I'm going to send an angel in the place where he is that he'll get on track. Y'all ain't hearing me. And I had to go, I had to get into a place where I had to fully let everything down and trust God. And I told my son, I said, son, when I shut up the court, I said, take the 18 months. But let me tell you how pathetic my child is. He goes in the room because he was he my youngest baby. He stayed with us. He said he was staying with us. The day of his court date, after they took him, I walked into his bedroom. He had everything packed up, all his clothes and everything packed up because he was getting ready to move anyway. But he had all his stuff already packed because I believe deep down inside he knew he was going to take that road, even though he was trying to fight. But sometimes, because of disobedience, God has to put you in a place. Saints, we got to be real. 
I told my son, son, you're doing wrong, and it's disobedience, and you got to, you got to pay the consequences for what you're doing. But don't. But but listen, I'm not here to condemn you. Even God is not condemning you. He wants to save you. Jesus wants your life. And the reason why you keep getting caught and the reason why y'all keep going to prison is because I'm praying for you. I'd rather them be in prison and be in a place where they can, at least I know where they're at, than to get a phone call that they out there splattered on somebody's ground on, on, on a concrete with a bullet wound in their chest or head because, of, because they're out there in rebellion. But y'all got to understand this, that you got to walk in the unseen because even the enemy, Satan, will use your own children. He'll use your own family, your own spouse, your own parents, your own sisters and brothers to get you distracted so you can start speaking things that are, that, that, that are negative or speaking things in the atmosphere that, are, that, that angles God. And one of the things that angles God the most is our disbelief. Because years ago, I received the word, but my children would serve with me and my husband in the ministry. They would serve, and I'm believing that. And I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care how many times they get arrested. I don't care how many times they go out there thinking they're going to be slick and trying to make that little side money. I'm believing the report of the Lord. I'm not looking at their now, but I'm looking at what's eternal. I'm looking at what God is doing in their life now. Because you got to remember, saying I was once out there, too. I used to steal. I used to go and store and take things in belong to me. I used to run with dope dealers. I've been out there in those streets and did the same thing my kids are doing. And some of the things that I'm going through right now are the consequences of the things that my kids are doing now are the consequences of the things I've done. And I told the Lord, I'm going to break this curse. I'm going to pray against it. I'm going to stand on your word and believe the report of what you have spoken concerning me and my family. You said if I'm saved, my household is saved. And I have got to walk in the unseen. People come up to me, I seen them in the paper, I seen it on Facebook, and I'm saying, Yeah, you might have seen it, but I'm looking at the future. He is a prophet of God, he will rise up and he will walk in the mountains of influence. His feet are anointed, his head is crowned with glory, and I'm believing the word of God. Because you will have stand by listen, you will have your friends coming to you talking about what they saw, what they heard, but you got to stand on the word of God. You've got to stand on the promises of God, walking in the unseen world, believing what you do not see, talking as if it is happening now. Not when it comes, it's happening now. Now faith is the substance. You got to speak that thing now. You got to say it's happening now. People are looking at something crazy. Oh yeah, but he in jail. Oh really? Well, I see him preaching next week. He gonna be in the pulpit giving a powerful word, giving his testimony. I see him writing a book, sharing with other young men out there selling dope, not the, the rock that he took and how God spared his life. I can see it. That's how you got to be saints. You can't sit and allow. The circumstance or was temporal. Because let me tell you something. Everything that Satan does is temporal. It ain't never eternity. Everything that Jesus does is eternal. Satan gives you temporary fixes. That's why folks get upset. They turn to alcohol. They turn to drugs. They turn to depression medicine. They turn to everything else except the true and living Savior who can who can not only not only give you peace, but he can turn the situation around, but he's just waiting on you to trust and believe that he can and that he will and that he has already done it. 
He has to wait on your mouth to say it's done. It is finished. Let me tell you something. I, can't, I, I keep posting this on Facebook because every time, and you know, you know, we, you know, we only talk about it is finished, and we talk about, you know, he is risen, usually around Easter time, resurrection time. But you know what? This is the everyday talk. This is the everyday walk, saints. It is finished. God has already started in you what he has already finished. My God, you ain't hearing me. You got to rise up because it is finished. Your destiny has already been finished. He's just waiting on you to continue to walk in where he has already finished. You are the missing piece of the puzzle. He's just waiting on you. He's just waiting on you. Stop your mumbling and your, and your complaining. Stop comparing your stuff to people on social media. Stop looking at other ministries and say and disqualifying yourself. Stop looking at other folks and disqualifying yourself. Just because they, let me tell you something, people only tell you what they want you to know. Things that you see on social media is not real. I I, I, I get so tickled when I see people share uh, different little uh, articles on Facebook. And a lot of those articles that be on Facebook is false. That stuff ain't real at all. And they be sharing that stuff like it's real. And then after so long, somebody come on and tell them, this is not false. I did research and it's not real. But they thought it was. Because why? Because Satan is the father of lies. That's all he do is lie. That's all he do. Satan just don't kill, steal, destroy. Killing, stealing, and destroying come through lies. Because people believe a lie, a lie begins to turn into to 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 a lie begins to turn into being stolen. A lie can turn into you being murdered. A lie can turn into to you being destroyed. Lies are destroyed because of lies. Most lies are destroyed because of a lie, not because of a truth. I was talking to a young lady about a young man that was incarcerated. He was put in prison system for 37 years for being accused of raping a woman. He didn't do it, but he was accused of it. And he and they, and, they, and a DNA test showed that he was an innocent man. They let this man out. Not only did they let this man out, they had to pay this man $1 million because he was locked up for 35 years for something that he did not do. The enemy thought he was doing right. The money, you know, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, uh, he's probably still lost 35 years, but he got a million dollars now. Not only did he get his freedom, but he got, he recovered everything. Because, see, that million dollars make up for all the years that he would have worked if he wasn't locked up in prison. So he can, he can get out of prison and buy him a house, build him a business if he's smart. Don't y'all realize that we serve a God that, that, that recovers all? So no matter what the enemy tries to steal or take or destroy, if you are moving and living in an unseen world and you are decreeing and declaring over that circumstance, the Holy Ghost is moving on your behalf. Satan has no power over the Holy Spirit, period. Zero. That's why the Bible says death and life is in the power of tongue. Don't you realize that God gives you a choice, death or life? It's, it's what you speak. You can either speak death to that circumstance or you can speak life to it. It's up to you. It doesn't matter what it looks like, what, what people are saying. 
you've got to move in an unseen. Why? Because we waste countless hours of time. Worry, tossing and turning in our beds, cold stepping in, 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 in our homes, instead of discerning what's taking place and arising to the higher calling that God has put on our lives and stop allowing frustration and disbelief to cause you to waste countless time and hours on something that you know has already been given, something that's already been promised to you. You got to understand that we have to walk in patience, saints. And there are some prophecies that you will see that are not going to manifest for years to come, but it doesn't mean it's not coming. You can still walk as if the prophecy is here. Walk as if you already have your church. If you're praying for a building, act like you have a building. In the building that you're in now, take care of it. Keep it clean. Talk like you have a building. If you have a ministry that's inside of you, begin to talk about the ministry. Birth the ministry. Stop sitting on it and wondering when, you have to take the initiative to step out and do it because you're stepping into the unseen. And not only do you step in the unseen, so we, this, this, this is what we think of saints. We think we're supposed to just step out in the unseen. No, we're supposed to walk in it every day. Walking in the unseen is a daily life. I'm going to tell you all something. I don't know when God's going to bless me. Do you not know I was praying the other day and I said, Lord, let money find me, my PayPal, started going off, people were sowing seeds, I didn't even ask. I didn't even ask the people. I never ask people for money. I go to the Lord, and I said, Lord, I sow into other people's lives. But what I do is I go to the Father, and I said, Lord, you know I need money. You know this is what we're praying for, for finances. Lord, you provide. Do y'all not know that we just recently had some people leave our church and I did not one. I didn't bat my eye one minute worrying about how the, the church is going to be paid for. Do y'all not know that the people that, that have left behind have sown bigger seeds than ever before? Somebody that we didn't even know walked in our church and sold three hundred dollars. We didn't even know them. They just sold three hundred dollars. I'm telling you guys, you got to walk in the unseen. I love it because me and my husband are so adventurous. We are adventurous people. We walk in the unseen. We don't know what God gonna do. And I'm excited. Why? Because I don't I don't live I don't live according to now. I live according to the future because all I talk to the Lord about is what he is turning, my husband and my and my and my family. I I I, I, I live asking the Lord or reminding the Lord. Remember what you said, God? You said, you said, you I remind him of the words that were spoken. And me and my husband talk as if we are already walking in that season. Why, thanks? Because people are sitting back waiting to see us fall. But let me tell you something. Jesus is standing there waiting for us to arise. Because you got to you got to rise far above naysayers and naytalkers. You got to walk in that unseen place. Because there is eternal weight of glory. Don't you know the more you walk in the unseen, the more you carry the eternal weight of glory? I want to share this with y'all. We, went, we walked in Denny's one day, and this girl who was an unbeliever said to me and my husband and one of our members from our church, they, she said, I can feel the presence of God on y'all. Can y'all please pray for me? 
We prayed for the girl, and the Holy Spirit had his way right there in Denny's. This girl, when we began to minister to her and the prophetic word began to flow, the girl started crying. She almost took off running. I had to catch her. And she started hollering, I don't even believe in this. But this girl was an unbeliever that can reverence the presence of God that was on our life. That's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of place I want to walk. I want to, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I want to walk even like Smith Wigglesworth and Charles Finney. Charles Finney would walk through a factory and it would shut down because the weight of glory was on his life. Why? Because he walked in the unseen. That's what you got to do, saints. You got to continue to live this unseen work and bring it to manifestation. You are the key element to the unseen. Because when you walk in the unseen world, it begins to manifest through you. Then people can see the way the glory of God on your life, and it draws them to him. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. And I pray that this message blessed you on this, on, on today. Um, you can connect with us on Facebook. Um, you can go to Facebook under um, Katrina Garrett or my husband, Tommy Garrett, Dr. Renee Sunday, connect with any of us. I thank you for tuning in right here on the Prophetic Zone. You have a very blessed and highly favored day. In Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in on the Prophetic Zone with Apostle Katrina Garrett. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, and you would like to contact Apostle Garrett, please visit our web at www.tkcglobalministries.com or visit our page on Facebook, The Prophetic Zone. Thank you for tuning in on The Prophetic Zone with Apostle Katrina Garrett. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.